This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's head down the 401 where Lake Ontario turns into the St. Lawrence River, which always impresses me. And then on the shores of the St. Lawrence, you'll find Karen McGee in Morrisburg, Ontario, an AMI content development specialist letting you know what's going on in the central region of the country. Hey, good morning, Karen. Good morning, Mr. Brown. How are you? I'm well. Doesn't it blow you away too? You're on the train and it's Lake Ontario and then all of a sudden it's St. Lawrence River, just like that, boom. Lake turns into river. What's, What's really wild is how they can control the water levels here that always blows my mind like it's really low right now but they're going to bring it up for thanksgiving weekend so everybody can get their boats out of the water boats 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 don't do it uh karen a couple weeks ago when andy frank filled in for me on the show and we're still grateful that he did that on a monday morning he took hold of the accessibility story roundup and discussed a story about five ontario mpps that went on a quote social assistance diet for two weeks so before you give me the update karen What is the social assistance diet? So you and I have discussed sort of things like this before. They seem a little, I don't want to say kitschy, but um, it's basically they want to raise awareness of how challenging it can be for people who are food insecure to eat healthy. Um, People went for two weeks by eating only what they could buy for $95.21. That's for two weeks of food or 47.60 per week, Um, that's math. Um, So this is from the NDP party, and they said that approximated two-week grocery budget for social assistance recipients. And you and I have talked about these a bit in the past. Um, I think we kind of, sometimes when we talk about them, like when Tim Horton says they're smile cookie things, they're great in theory, but do they have any really long-lasting effect? Yeah, one of the the reasons why something like this, I think, matters because it's very tangible that you're you're saying here is what it's like to live on this restrictive amount of money on social assistance versus something like the public transit challenge where it's like, oh, yeah, we used public transit for 10 days and then like continue to defund public transit services. I think there's something about this that's a little bit more tangible than, say, selling cookies for charity or selling muffins for charities or selling ice cream for charities versus saying, hey, we're trying to participate this and have some lived experience in an, in an empathetic way. So one of the MPPs that did this challenge was Thunder Bay Superior North MPP, Lisa Vaujois. What was their experience with the social assistance diet? So she told the CBC she found it challenging, which is not surprising at all. I don't know if I could live on that amount for groceries in that time period. She had to do more meal planning, and often she would think she ate enough in the morning, but found that they were hungry before lunch, and it kind of affected the way she thinks. When you get hungry, the studies kids in school. If you're hungry, you don't learn as well, you don't function as well. A lot of sandwiches and a lot of boiled eggs. Um, Lee's also ran out of money five days into the experiment and had to rely on what was in the pantry, which is a luxury that many people on social assistance may not have. That's right. Um, They may not have a stocked pantry. Um, It was was a very eye-opening experience for her, and I agree with what you said earlier, that it's the getting this sort of stuff out to the public, that it's that learned experience they can take back to the caucus and talk about 
people can't be living on this amount of money. Yeah, there's people listening to the show on the podcast today or watching this on AMI-tv right now who would say, okay, $49 a week, that's $7 a day. No matter how much you scrimp and save and try to find value and look for sales, $7 a day is just not a sustainable amount of money. No, $7 a day is a pound of butter right now. Like, a pound of butter is $7. It's grocery prices are insanely crazy. And I honestly... I don't know how people do it, especially people with families to support as well. So as we talk about the meaningfulness of doing this challenge, it's worth noting these are MPPs who are part of the opposition. And there is a government that has a majority in power right now. And we're four years away from the next election in Ontario. So I understand there's only so much they can do. But what are these MPPs promising to do moving forward to help people who may be struggling with food insecurity? Well, they're doing on the expected, calling on the province to W Ontario Works and ODSP rates. Um, there's approximately 900,000 people in Ontario that receive social assistance. The current rates are essentially punishing people for having a disability or being out of work. Um, ODSP recipients receive about 1227 per month, and Ontario Works about 733 per month in total to cover all living expenses. So by the time you pay your bills, pay your rent, um, the 4760 for food that Lee's got was probably pretty generous. So the NDP is also hoping to spend the next few weeks gathering stories from people who use these services and passing those stories on to the government so that there's more of that shared live experience. Um, what I think will be valuable, I mean, there's been a lot of talk recently, like we've just said, rates of everything are going up. Enbridge Gas just announced they're raising their prices by 5%. Um, This is going to be an expensive winter for a lot of people. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Karen, let's jump to a different story. This one's a little more positive. It falls into that human interest category. We've been talking about climate change and natural disasters all week on the show. And a few times I've reflected on the tornadoes that ripped through Ottawa in 2018 that had an impact on my life but not nearly as significant as a family in Dunrobin, Ontario. And multiple people in Dunrobin, Ontario had their family, their homes destroyed by the tornadoes. And one family in particular, the Nicholsons, had to rebuild and they found a unique way to give back to the community. So tell me about the story. So Todd is a former Paralympian um, and his wife, Emily, and his, their, their twins, Tate and Gwen, lost everything when the tornado gate th- came through. The photos of their house show how devastating the damage was. Um, They spent the next year basically with no place to live, spending time with friends, on couches, at cottages. It was 499 days before they could be somewhere they called home again. Um, It took that long to build their fully accessible house. Todd uses a wheelchair. Um, Emily told the Ottawa Citizen, for most people, building a new home can be pretty exciting. It wasn't for them. They loved their old house. Uh, And they were forced to rebuild um, because of this tornado that uh, did a lot of damage in the area. Um, the family helped building it. Everybody pitched in. Emily was doing everything from drywall to stonework. Um, something really special in the new home, though, they got a lot of support from the community. I've met Todd and Emily. They are really special, mm, great people. I adore yeah. them. They, I think you've met them. You've met them, too. Yeah. They're just wonderful. Um, so the people wanted to help them out. So people brought clothes. They brought food. So what they did, because there's something called a gratitude wall, and it's a wall that is covered in tiny hearts. And each one has a name written on it. Emily kept track of everything everybody did for them. And the wall honors their helper. So each name that somebody helped them is written on it and placed beside others in a frame. And it's just basically a way they can see every day of all the people who help them out and how grateful they are. 
They've gone beyond simply having the gratitude wall, though. They've published a book called Our Family is Grateful. Tell me about the book. And if somebody does want to get a copy, how can they do so? So this is a pretty great idea. It's a children's book called Our Family. Like you said, Our Family is Grateful. It's based on her blog that she kept during the last four years. She's put the last entry, and it's a great blog if you want to read through it. The book is available in English and French. It's been gifted to communities, families, children's first responders. It's to be used as a tool to navigate challenging times. It's kind of a reminder that even when you're in crisis, you've got a community around you. You aren't really alone. And the book is actually being used now to help families through sort of disasters. And it was a limited run. You can request your copy by emailing ourfamilyisgrateful at gmail.com. And most of the books were given out to thank people who helped them out during their rebuild. Yeah, it's a really amazing way to uh, to give back to people who lent a helping hand. No doubt about that one. Karen, I've got to hold you to 40 seconds on this. But we've talked a lot about Starlink satellite for rural communities in Canada in our tech segments over the years. But you're the first person who we know who's actually gotten it. And I know you might not want to do a free advertisement for them here on this show, but what's your experience been like in the last eight days hopping on actual high-speed internet? I feel like I made a deal with the devil. Um, but um, I don't know. You tell me. Am I better? Oh, my gosh. You, you sound great. You. you look great. I didn't realize how bad it was. But a lot of times when we were doing our hits, I couldn't hear you. And I was just guessing that you'd finish talking. High-speed internet. What a remarkable time to be alive, Karen. And, you know, I can watch shows. Jeff and I can both watch different shows streaming at the same time. (laughs) Mind blown. You only live 45 minutes south of Ottawa. It stuns me (laughs) that your internet was that bad. But uh, you know what? Before I get myself in trouble with a telco, let's uh, move on and say (laughs) have a nice weekend, Karen. You too, my friend. That is Karen McGee, a content development specialist for AMI. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.